You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the next episode of Embrace Simplified, the podcast. Today, I'm hitting record and going like totally off book. There's a book. (laughs) But I'm just going to riff on my thoughts around hustle culture, what's going on in workplaces right now. I think this is a really important conversation I want to open up and hopefully it becomes a dialogue. And if you're listening to this and some part of it resonates or it gets you fired up, or you have thoughts or strategies around any of the stuff we talk about, please take a screenshot, share it online, tell us your feelings and your thoughts about this topic, and send me a DM. I would love to talk more about it. I feel passionate about this because I am like, quote unquote, a corporate survivor, right? So I was in a corporate position, I worked my way up, I had big dreams. I got to the position that I really wanted for a long time. And when I got there, (laughs) when I got there, my circumstances in my life had changed so much that the position I had, the leader I had, and the circumstances in my personal life just all created this kind of perfect storm. And it really was hard for me because I thought I wanted something so badly and then I had it. Again, I'm talking specifically about my career, but because of where I was at, my health, everything, it just, it didn't, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I had, it had been like, you know, a slowly, what do they call it? Gradually, then suddenly kind of thing with my health that ended up in a pretty major burnout and I ended up taking a leave from my job, re-evaluating everything in my life, coming back with a plan, and then eventually completely leaving corporate life altogether. Okay, so <laughs> that's the context you need to understand how I'm coming at this conversation. Okay, so I read this article this morning, and I just hit record because I wanted to talk about it and didn't want to overthink it. I just wanted to share with you guys and just kind of like riff on this topic. So the article I read, it's linked in the show notes if you want to read the whole article. It's called, What If My Panic Zone Is My Comfort Zone? The New Burnout Book That's Here to Blow Your Mind. And I love a good burnout book. <laughs> You guys know when I launched this podcast, I was talking all about my favorite book on burnout. And so I was really excited. And thank you to my brother for forwarding me this article. I love it. And the author here, Rachel Service, she is the CEO of the Happiness Concierge. And they're talking to her about a lot of things. And she talks about how she works with a lot of workplaces and corporations and talking about some major HR and engagement issues right now. So first big idea, they say we are in a great resignation. That's what they're calling it. 
they're calling this great resignation be at this time because, well, one, everything in the world and in people's personal circumstances in like the way they live their life has totally shifted due to the pandemic. Everyone was scared for so long that they probably sat still and didn't make a lot of career moves, you know, change employers, things like that. And if companies don't start taking all of these factors into consideration, they are going to suffer in this great resignation. I'm using air quotes, but you guys can't see that. It's almost like they need to take the circumstance changes and the very real burnout so seriously in order to support their employees through this change. This is a change. We are not on the other side of the pandemic. I don't think we can say we have like, quote unquote, returned to normal. However, a lot of things have changed and specifically they've changed for women. Like this is not something we can ignore. We have taken, whether you feel we've taken steps backwards, whether we've taken steps forwards, I think it really depends on how you look at it. A lot of women have started to look at things differently, their career, their home life, motherhood, they've been forced to, right? And so people are quitting their jobs. They're looking for new jobs and this is what's happening. And so they're calling it the great resignation of 2021. And I could talk to you about this stuff all day. (laughs) I think they said in August, I want to say that these are probably US numbers, but I heard that it was like quit rates were up like 3% or something like that in, in, in August. And that shows like a high. And so that started to sort of trigger people to look into this data. And so what was really cool about the article is that she talked about how last year as a consultant working with corporations, they were talking all about like working from home, right? And talking about how do we work remotely? How do we communicate with each other when we're all on it behind a screen and not in person, right? And, and now she's seeing this trend to talk about how do we do less effectively? Not not less effectively. How do we do less, comma, effectively? <laughs> and how do we radically prioritize? And how or what does it mean to have a workplace culture that people want to come, quote unquote, come back to work or stay, right? And, and continue to be engaged in their role. And a McKinsey study also showed that 40% of workers felt like they were likely to quit their job in the next few months. Those are some big numbers. I spent a lot of my career in recruitment and employment marketing, you know, recruitment branding and things like that. And those are scary numbers for a company to think about 40% of their people feeling like they could quit. That's really scary number. So people want to know that they have options, but during a pandemic, out of fear and uncertainty, you know, knowing that they had options or thinking about growing their career was probably just slipped down in their list of of priorities, the things that they cared about, right? And now when we come out of this and office buildings start opening again and different work options and work environment options come out, it's going to be competitive because if one workplace comes out and there's all these different options of where and how you can work, another employer in the same industry says, everybody come back to the office, there is going to be employees that prefer one over the other and there's going to be movement for sure. That's just one small example of why I see movement happening. So work has been a part of people's living room. 
a part of their spare room, a part of their kitchen, their dining room table, right? It's kind of like taken over in so many aspects of your life because without warning, all of a sudden you did your work from your home. And so that just brings about so much change and how we felt about working from home six months into the pandemic versus 18 or 24 months into the pandemic really matters and employers need to consider that. Okay, so Kirsty reads the article. She gets so fired up on all this juicy stuff. I just want to like, I really want people to understand if you are a leader, you work in an organization or you're unhappy in your role, what is going on? If we zoom out, like what's happening overall for people? We know that they're not engaged. Lots of circumstances have changed. Lots of priorities have shifted. How they look at work has shifted. How much control over their life work has had. How little control they have had because of the pandemic. All the uncertainty and all the fear. And man, oh my gosh, there's so much fear. Just just this morning, I was reading like this headline that was everywhere on every single news outlet in Canada. And the entire story was false, you guys. This isn't like a theory I have. It was actually proven that the entire headline was false. The entire news story. So like so much fabricated fear, right? That means people are in a really difficult place. And that absolutely comes over into your professional life, your work and your career. How can I think about strategically growing my career when I am in a state of total uncertainty and fear. Like that's really, really hard to do. So we've got all these different things brewing to come to this sort of like new normal. And if we don't think about it, like as an employer, if we don't think about how this impacts our employees and our culture, then we're gonna be in a lot of trouble. So how does this relate to hustle culture? So (laughs) because of all these things that have been thrown at us, we have a lot, and I can say this very confidently because I talk and connect with so many women. There's like this, you know, Rachel, I think referred to it in the article as the busy trap. Let's call it that. This busy trap where we just have been in survival mode and we've just been doing and living consciously has been a challenge. And so, wow, you know, we get to summer or we get to Christmas and we have holidays and we don't really know what to do with ourselves. It's almost uncomfortable. We're just coming off of a long weekend um, here in in my area where I live. And one of the things I was doing was connecting with a community of women that's focused on really changing their health. And in that community, one of the things was I didn't know what to do with like the time that I had. And it was almost uncomfortable to think about resting. And this is from that busy trap, that hustle culture, that mentality of like, we just need to go, go, go. I don't blame anyone. We've just been in it, right? I also know that this episode is not going to be for everyone because if you've already given up that hustle culture and you're just like, I'm done, I'm out, then I get it. This this doesn't land. And if you're in circumstances right now that are really challenging and you feel like the only way for you to survive is just to be in a hustle mode and, you know, or quote unquote, like panic zone, like they call it in the article, then I understand it's really hard for you to hear this stuff because you just feel like you're kind of backs up against a wall. And changing your mindset around work, productivity, hustle, busyness is a long process. 
it takes a really long time. I think it beca- it starts with an awareness. So maybe sort of tuning in to the language that you use. Am I complaining about being busy? Am I ashamed of being busy? Do I say I'm busy a lot? Do I tell people I'm really busy? And what am I busy with? Because like, I'm busy, but like, I'm busy doing me. (laughs) I'm busy working on myself. I'm filling my days with stuff I love. But when I used to complain about being busy, I was, oh my gosh, I was spending my, my time in so many other ways. So if you want to change this mindset, if you're like, I think that might be me and I always feel busy, I'm always saying I'm busy. That's the first step. Become like really aware of the language that you're using. And because those subtle shifts are where the big changes happen. So I get to go to hockey with my son (laughs) versus I have to take my son to hockey. It's really different, right? Like it's a simple change. It's actually, I shouldn't say simple. It can be hard at first, but it is a a small shift in language that really tweaks your mindset and how you look at this stuff. I get to take on this project because I'm really focused on getting promoted versus I have to do this extra work can really make you look at things differently. Part of this that comes up in this work and shifting your mindset is letting go of shoulds. And this for me has been so eye-opening. I might not say the word should, but I come at it from this like should place where it's like, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. And being aware of that too can be really eye-opening about just like how much expectation we're putting on ourselves, right? And so people around you that are also aware of the changes they want to make around around work and and hustle and productivity. Surround yourself with those people. Put yourself in places where those people are influencing you and helping you to be aware of the language you're using is really, really important. And so this can be this can be like anyone from like who you're following online, what content you're consuming, who you're choosing to spend your time with, everything, um, books you're reading, Surround yourself with people that are also focused on these same shifts. So I have a couple people who also own their own business. I love following them online and they've always been really supportive of me and I love supporting them. And if I say something to them in a direct message, they will absolutely say, hey, let that go. There's no shoulds. I love that. Like I want more of those people in my life because they're really helping me make those, those shifts. The other thing that I find really helpful as I'm letting go of this hustle culture that I I really like, it fueled me in my career and I, I fed off of it, is a zoom out strategy. I don't know if this is what other people call it, but this is what I call it. It's a zoom out strategy and it adds perspective and it grounds me. So instead of looking at one decision or one thing that's bothering me or even one day, zooming out to look at the impact of that thing in a much bigger, like long-term way can really help me. So I'm trying to think of an example for you guys, but maybe let's take the work example of like getting additional work, like another project or something. In the moment, it could feel like a lot. However, if I zoom out, does this align to what I want long-term? Absolutely, then great. If I zoom out and I go, this actually doesn't help me. It doesn't bring me closer to the feeling I want to have with my life, to the balance I want to have, to anything. 
then also can show you that you're saying yes to the wrong things, right? But zooming out, I did this constantly with the decisions and the considerations around the kids going into in-person school versus virtual school. It was like, zoom out, Kirsty, like, <laughs> and look at the bigger picture. This can apply to so many things. But for me, I think it really helps me be like, is this really important in the long term? Or am I getting caught up in something, a should, an expectation, what other people are doing, keeping myself busy so I don't feel something? Whoo! That's a mic drop. <laughs> so, okay, so let's go there. Maybe you're hooked on this hustle culture and needing to be busy because you're trying to avoid feeling something. Maybe you feel really disappointed. Maybe you feel a ton of grief. Maybe you feel lost or that the impact you're making or the purpose in your life has changed because everything has changed. And maybe those feelings are uncomfortable. And so you keep going, like keep busying yourself to avoid slowing down and feeling them because rest is uncomfortable for people that have been in like a hustle, 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 go, go, go. Yeah. So the zoom out strategy can be helpful. Checking in frequently can be helpful. And if you can't do this on your own, and this is where also therapy or a coach can be really helpful, but stopping to check in frequently with yourself, this is how you're going to notice if you're in alignment, if there's feelings coming up that you're avoiding, if your boundaries need work, if you're saying yes to the right things, right? After you see people, check in with yourself. Did that feel good? Does your energy feel high or do you feel drained? Because when we're in this like busy trap, you know, wrapped up in what is so easy to become wrapped up in around this hustle culture, we can sometimes just do what we think we should, going back to the should and the expectations when it comes to people we spend our time with. And then if we don't stop and reflect and check in, we realize those people are not supporting the vision that we have for our life. They're not helping us to slow down, you know. They're just, they're draining us and our energy. You know, one of the things I remember doing when I worked in corporate, I've done it, I'll admit, very much less so in the last three years, but I used to do this like annual look at my calendar. Sometimes if I was like really in a state of uncertainty or like my time was being torn between lots of things, I might look at it twice a year or even every quarter if I needed to or if my job changed. But I would look at my calendar and I'd look at where my time was going and if that felt like good. Maybe I would like be feeling overwhelmed. And so I would go back and be like, does this feel right? I wasn't doing it proactively, I don't think. It was more reactive, like something feels off and I need to go back and look at where my time's going. So valuable, right? But what if we did that even more frequently? What if we checked in with ourselves every single week? about where our time was going. Personal, professional, because the lines have been blurred, right? And if it's not a heck yes, it's a no, it's so easy to say and it's so hard to stick to. It's really hard. But if you surround yourself with the right people, you keep focused on the vision that you have, the goal of slowing down, then you're going to keep going and sometimes you're not going to you're not going to be able to say no but over time a year from now or 2 years from now you're going to be like you know what yeah if it's not a heck yes it's a no because you like stumbled your way through to the point where it became like 
just the thing you do where you just say no. So juicy. I love this stuff. (laughs) So I think I'm like, there's two, it's like a mashup, right? I'm talking like about hustle culture and busy traps and all these things. But also what got me fired up about this is what's happening in the workplace. And I do see them connected. And, you know, if we're not able to feel the discomfort our feelings, and we're not able to slow down and rest, then we probably aren't taking time off from work. Okay. If you are an employer or a leader, an executive right now that's listening to this, are your employees taking time off? Because if they're not, that's not a good sign. It's really not a good sign because they're constantly in this hustle mode. They're in like the work. They're thinking about the work. They're doing the work all the time. It's really hard to be innovative and creative when you're in that. You need a balance. You need rest for innovation. And right now with this perfect storm of everything changing, we need innovators. We need creative thinkers and we need to create workplaces where these people can thrive and where they're supported so that they can rest and they can take timeouts and they can reflect and zoom out. And we need to create that space for ourselves as well. It's like a balance, right? Your employer is not going to do everything (laughs) and you're not going to do everything if the employer is doing nothing, but it's a balance and us learning how to rest and how to let go of that hustle culture creates oh so much like magic and innovation and sustainability. And they both work so perfectly together. So I want you guys as follow up, if this gets you fired up, read the whole article. I linked it in the show notes. Let me know what your thoughts are on anything that I've said. Again, I spent no time pre-thinking, making notes or whatever. I just hit record on this episode. I really hope I hit record anyways, because I wouldn't even remember what I'd said. (laughs) You know, it's easier to say the hustle than it is to actually do it. But it's a it's a journey. And like, I know that with a few nudges, the right people and resources and strategies, like we can, we can step back from it. It's not been comfortable for me. I still have ways that I revert back to when it comes to shoulds and expectations and productivity, but it's a journey and I know you can let go of it and you can feel better for it. And after all, like it's the feeling that we want, right? It's like we want to focus on the feeling that we want to have in our life, in our home, the feeling we want with our kids, in our relationships, at work, with friends, on weekends, When we're alone, how we feel in those moments matters. And yeah, I hope that there was something in this episode that you can take away and take some inspired action from. And I really love this conversation. Anyone who wants to keep it going, just like shoot me a voice note in Instagram. And I would love to talk about this more with you guys. I hope that you are all having a very beautiful day and be well. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. 
And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. Hey guys, it's almost holiday time of year. And I wanted to remind you that one of the things that I've done for many years is help people put together Christmas gifts, holiday gifts, hostess gifts, Uh, for those friends and family that might be tricky to buy for. So most of the products that I sell with doTERRA are like diffusers, essential oils, lots of roller balls that you can just pick up and use and you need nothing else. We can put something together that feels really good within your budget and that will be such a thoughtful, special thing for you to gift. I also have helped many business owners put together packages that work within their budget when they have to give to lots of people. So if you're a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, or a leader in a corporate environment, I have so many solutions for you. From $20 right through to $200, we can package things up, get them shipped directly to your clients or your customers or your employees. And it's super, super simple. So reach out if you need some creative solutions this year for gift giving. Not only are you supporting me and my beautiful business, you're also just giving something that is such a beautiful, thoughtful thing to give to someone because they use it in their home, right? And we're all spending more time in and around our home. And it's just, I think, essential oils and things that can support your sleep, your kids, your mental health, even your immunity or your general mood, like things that are going to encourage self-care and spending time, just slow, relaxed time at home being cozy. Those are great gifts to give this year. So reach out, send me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email through the show link in the podcast. And I look forward to talking with you and look forward to helping you create some solutions that are going to work for you this year. You guys know nothing fires me up more than supporting a woman who is starting her own business. And I have come across a beautiful business making tie-dyed t-shirts and crewnecks and socks and accessories. And I am totally in love with it. Hannah from Hand Dyed Apparel is based in Victoria, BC, and she is making the most beautiful custom tie-dyed stuff. Guys, it's gorgeous. I got myself a luxe crew neck with a little bit longer cut. I got t-shirts for the kids. I got myself tons of t-shirts. Like really, if you see me, I'm probably going to be wearing jeans and tie-dye and maybe some buffalo plaid. Definitely blend stones. I'm basically gonna wear tie-dye every single day. I love her pieces, the muted tones, the earthiness of the color palette that she uses. It's gorgeous. She can also do joggers and a hoodie that are matching. And so I reached out to Hannah and she has a discount code for you guys. When you make a purchase at Hand Dyed Apparel's shop, you can use the code KIRSTI10 to save 10%. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-1-0. Guys, I am so excited about this. My goal, my wish, okay, for this for this collaboration is that you buy 
tie-dyed matching pieces for you and your whole family. You then take a picture of them, put it on your Christmas card, and send me the Christmas card. And I wanna have a wall of all of my favorite faces wearing tie-dye. That's my goal. <laughs> I really hope you guys have some fun with it and buy yourself something because man, you deserve it. And remember when you are making a purchase at Hand Dyed Apparel, there is a code for Embrace Simplified listeners to receive 10% off. All the details are in the show notes.